All right. Thank you everyone for joining, getting uh, into the summer. Maybe we have different schedules or different things going on. So I appreciate uh, everyone making the effort to come. We are finishing up probably Mid uh, of MS tonight. And Amirza Hashem start um, my favorite section, which is the Mida of, of Kavod. Chazal tell us, Tzadikim Aymer Ma'at Va'isim Harbe. Tzadikim say a little and do a lot. But Rishayim, evil people, they say a lot, Va'afilu Ma'at Einam Aysim, and they don't even do a little bit. And we learned this out from Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu, when he has the Malachim, he says, take a little bit of water, a little bit of food, a little bit of bread, and then he gives them an incredible meal. Parallel that to Ephron, who first says he's going to give Avram the Mars of Abela for free, and then he charges a hefty price. Just a simple idea as to why that is so. Because Sadiqim want to do good, Sadiqim want to help others, but they're not looking for credit. They don't want credit. They don't want honor. And therefore, they don't say a lot. They say a little. Because they're not looking for to, to brag. However, and they do a lot. However, the Rasha, the evil person, he doesn't really want to do whatever he's doing. He just is worried about his honor. He wants to look good. So therefore, the Rasha speaks a big game. I'll give you the field for free. I'm going to give you this, I'm going to give you that, because he wants to look good. But when it comes down to it, since that's not really what he wants to do, he eventually will slip out of it. So he says a lot, but he wants to honor, but then ends up doing very little, if anything. We have to be careful to be people that are not aimrim harbe, that we don't say a lot. First of all, when we, we should be modest, we shouldn't say a lot. Also, if we say a lot, we may not be able to keep our promises. You know, better not to promise too much, and, and, not, and then not, because otherwise we may not have to fulfill our promises. I know, a, you know, I've encountered many wonderful people who really have a good heart, who really mean well, and they mean so well that they make a lot of promises. And they make a lot of promises. You ask them, can I help you with this? Sure. I'd love to help you. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to give you this. I'm going to give you this. I'm going to give you money. I'm going to give you this. I'm going to give you that. There are people that mean well, and therefore they make promises out of the goodness of their heart. But then when it comes to carrying it out, they don't come through. Either they don't come through because they're not organized. Either they don't come through because things were out of, are out of their control. Either they don't, they don't come through because it wasn't important enough to them. Whatever reason they don't come through, but they don't come through. And many, many people have been hurt. Many people have been hurt by very well-meaning people. So while it sounds like such a nice thing to promise everybody the world, I'm going to do this for you, I'm going to do that for you, it sounds so nice. But it's not, it's against the midah of MS and also can hurt a lot of people. You know, I'm sure all of us have been there where we've received promises 
and the person did not come through on the promises. If you not, if you can't, if you can't, if you can't, um, if you don't know you can come through, then you should not promise. You could say, I'll try. If we're going to need help, we're going to need a reminder. So maybe tell the person, you know, uh, we'll try to do it. Please remind me. Don't, don't promise more than you can handle because you end up hurting people. Okay, I was, we were asked um, about, what about situations where uh, it may be necessary to lie? So let's talk about a few diff- two different situations. There's an incredible Gemara in Subas. Gemara in Subas has a fascinating machlekes beishamayim beisola. The Gemara says, what are you supposed to dance in front of the kala? Baruch Hashem, we have some kalas among us, all of you, Bez Hashem. Should become Kala soon. What do you say in front of the Kala? Apparently, they didn't just dance, but they would say words. They would say kind words. Agra de Lula Mili. So, Beishame says, you should be honest. Kala Kamaishi, you should praise her the way she is. I don't think Beishame is saying you should say something negative. Beisham is very wary. Beisham is mid of MS. He's very wary of saying something not true. And Basil says that no, no matter what, you could say Kala na the Chasuda, famous song. These are the words are from this Gemara. Ketzim Rakdufnei Kala Kala na the Chasuda. Although it doesn't seem to be the greatest compliment when they say Kala na the Chasuda because it's standard for everybody. But Basil says. You could say Kal Navachasuda. Beishamai says to Basila, what happened to the Pasik of Midvar Shekir Tircha? What happened to the issue of lying, of not saying falsehood? So Basil says a very peculiar answer to Beishamai. Basil says, Well, what do you want? According to you, if someone goes and buys something from the from the store and they come back and they ask you if you like it, someone buys a, a a dress, someone buys an outfit, and they, and they ask you if you like it, what are you supposed to say? You're supposed to say you don't like it? You have to say praise the, praise it. So so too, we should praise the Kala. And then the Gemara continues, that Basil said, A person's das, a person's mind should always be ma'urav imabriyais. Ma'urav maybe can mean sweet, but I believe ma'urav means connected. What is going on? This Gemara is very peculiar. Beishame has a good kasha. Midvar sheker tirchak. You're not supposed to tell a lie. And Basil says, well, if someone goes, comes back with an outfit, what? You're supposed, to, you're supposed to praise it or you're supposed to put it down? What's, well, according to Beishame, uh, I guess you have to, you can't, you can't praise it. You can't lie. What's, what's Basil proving from the person buying the outfit. And what does Basil mean? That a person should always be connected with others. So I think I think the Pshat of the Gemara is as follows. You know, somebody buys a, a green, a green outfit, you know, and you cannot stand the color green. And someone says, so she comes over to you and says, How do you like my outfit? And you can't stand the color green. So you could be honest and say, well, I don't really like it. It's not my choice of colors. 
that's not very nice. You have to understand that you don't like the color green. That doesn't mean that it's not a nice outfit. Basila is saying, if the person went and buy, bought something, obviously they like it. A person is supposed to be able to understand the other person's perspective. From the other person's perspective, it's a beautiful outfit because they like the color green. So you're supposed to be able to see it from their angle. This is one of the avodos of life, avodos of midos, to be able to understand things from the other person's perspective, to be able to, to get out of our own box and be able to see it from the way the other person sees it. I'm able to understand that she likes the color green. And for her, the outfit's beautiful. And therefore, I'm able to say the outfit is beautiful. I'm not lying. It is beautiful. It's not my taste, but it's beautiful. You know, I don't like a lot of foods. Uh, I don't like, uh, uh, you know, I don't, I don't care for sushi all that much. I don't like herring. I don't know if the girls like herring. That's, but uh, there are a lot of foods that I don't like. But I'm not going to knock I'm not going to knock it. I'm not going to say it's not good. It's, it's good for someone else. People have different tastes. People have different tastes. One of the, one of the girls asked me about shidduch. If someone, someone asked them about, the, about her friend's looks, you know, what should she say? She doesn't, want, she doesn't, she doesn't lie. I said, looks, looks is subjective. Looks, looks is subjective. You can't mislead the other person if according to your opinion, your taste, she's not your taste. But nonetheless, you, it's not your place necessarily to say your opinion because it's an opinion. It is opinion. Beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. So Basilo is saying you don't have to, you're not lying. If this person got married to this Kala, he found her beautiful. He, he likes the way she looks. So you should praise her because you should be able to understand and be able to see it from the other person's perspective. So according to this, it's not. Uh, Hatter, which we'll discuss in a moment about lying not to hurt people's feelings, but Basilo is saying you're not lying. I think Basilo is saying you're not lying. You understand the other person's perspective. For that person, it's very nice. For that person, it's beautiful. We have to be able to come out of our own opinions and not and not subject our own opinions on other people. If the girl wants to know, beg she wants to know. Please tell me. I want to know how you see it. Okay, if she really wants your opinion from your vantage point, then, then maybe you should tell her, you know, but to tell her it's, you know, everyone has a different taste. Um, another, another situation where maybe you probably should share the truth is if maybe it's something that's, that's embarrassing, maybe it's really hideous and you're afraid that'll cause her embarrassment. Maybe she's colorblind and she didn't realize that she, brought, she bought a very uh, bad color uh, outfit. And, uh, you know, she may need your help. You want to save her from embarrassment. I think in such cases, there's a mitzvah of a You should care about your friend like yourself. If you want to, you're trying to help the person. So then you have to be honest with them uh, and say it in a nice, in a nice way. Okay. With the other, the next, next time situation where we may be allowed to lie um, and mamish, lie and that is the famous Gemara the Gemara says you're allowed to change because of peace it's very interesting the Gemara doesn't say 
Gemara Yavam Samachem and Beis. It doesn't say Mutter Lashakir Mneashalam. It says Mutter Lashanais Mneashalam. I'm not sure why the Gemara uses the language. It's Mutter to deviate because of peace. And it doesn't say Mutter to lie because of peace. Perhaps Chazal are telling us that you should try to avoid outright lying. You could deviate a little bit from the truth. Even a white lie is a lie. But in a case where you have to lie, it's better to use a white lie than an outright lie. As we mentioned, I believe last two weeks ago, that Yaakov Vinu says, Anaychi, Esav Becharecha. Rashi says, Yaakov is saying, Anaychi, I am. I am Yaakov. Esav Becharecha. Esav is your firstborn. That's what Yaakov had in mind. That doesn't mean Yaakov wasn't lying. That would be a terrible thing to believe, that that's not considered lying. But Yaakov was trying to stick closest to the truth for our own, for our own sensitivities. For our own sensitivities, we have to try to keep it closest to the truth because we don't want to get into a habit of lying. This is a very dangerous hetar. Very dangerous hetar. The hetar to lie for the sake of peace is very dangerous and can turn someone into a liar. One of the ways you know if you have an issue with lying is if it's not uncomfortable for you. If it's not uncomfortable for you to lie, it's no good. It should be uncomfortable for us to lie. We have to like try really hard to be smooth because, you know, we get flustered and then the, the, we get caught. It should be hard for us to lie. When a person abuses this heter, a mutter it is dangerous for their own widows and also harmful in many ways. One of the ways it's harmful is in, is in relationships, particularly the relationship of marriage. You know, marriage is built on trust. A husband leaves the house, a wife trusts that he's going to work. A wife trusts, a husband trusts his wife. They have to trust each other. One of the terrible things is a husband or wife catch the spouse lying. That's very, very scary because the spouse can, can feel, can say, um, well, if he lied about this, then how do I know about anything? He's telling me the truth. See, once you're caught lying, how does a person know when you're telling the truth? Parenthetically, I tell parents, first of all, try not to catch your kid lying. Try not to force your kid to lie. Try not to put your child in a position where he has to lie. And if you ever catch your kid lying, don't tell your child, oh, I can never trust you again. Telling your child I can never trust you again pretty much puts a nail into the relationship. Not having trust means that we don't have a, a, a relationship. So I tell the parents, you could, in your own mind, you could be uh, careful, but don't tell the kid you never trust him. Okay, you tell him, look, I'm surprised, I'm disappointed. I hope that never happens again. You know, I'll give you another chance. Even in marriage, if you catch your husband lying, um, you should give him another chance. You don't want to, you can't throw out the relationship. But nonetheless, it's very damaging. It's very damaging. So let's say... Um, you know, your husband has this uh, favorite mug that he uses. And one day, you know, you threw it out by accident. Um, or you dropped it and you broke it. You know, so you could, you could lie. You could say you don't know where it is. Uh, you could blame, blame the baby. You could, you could come up with, with other, other ways to get out of it. Or you could tell the truth and say, you know, I broke, you know, I dropped it. I broke it. 
I'm really sorry. Uh, I suggest, generally speaking, to go to go with the truth. That's not called. I don't think that's called mutter l'shanis bnei Hashem. Now, if your husband Nebuch is a little bit crazy, and you know he's not, you know he's not going to talk to you the next few weeks, you know he's, you know he's not, he's not well. So then I, I give you a heter not to, you know, to, to lie. But generally speaking, he'll be a little bit of upset, you know, and he'll, you know, forgive you. You know, a lot of times we use lies to save our skin. I think one of the one of the ideas here is to think about, again, it's very hard to determine this because we have Nagiyas, but am I lying because I want to protect the other person or am I lying to protect myself? Am I lying because I want to save the other person pain? You know, there are situations like that in a marriage where maybe, um, you know, somebody, whatever it was, uh, it's a situation that, you know, is going to cause the other spouse a lot of aggravation, a lot of pain. And you want to save the, the spouse the pain. So, mutter l'shanais shalom. But, but many times people do it just to save their own skin. I don't want to get into trouble. I don't want my parents to be upset at me. You know, we just, we just do it to save our own skin. And that is dangerous. Eventually, you will get caught. And eventually, um, and, it, and it really takes a, a, a break at the relationship. When you say, you know, I'm sorry, I dropped the mug, I broke it, I really feel bad. Um, on one hand, your husband may be a little bit upset that you broke his mug. Hopefully he's not a baby, he'll get over it. But on the other hand, it's strength, it strengthening the relationship. It strengthens the relationship. He knows, he, he knows that, you're, that you're honest with him. So he knows that, that, that you tell him the truth. So... So this is, uh, is a very important thing, not to get carried away with this hetar. Beautiful Gemara in Sanhedrin, on Peitesa Mabez, the Gemara says, This is a punishment of the liar. Even when he tells the truth, he's not, he's not listened to. We all know the boy who cried wolf. If you, if you get into a habit of lying, your word is not going to be trusted. So we have to be... Uh, have to be very careful, very, very careful. If we're not sure, maybe we should, uh, should ask a Shaila. We can't always ask, but um, you know, it's something that has to be taken seriously, um, not to lie. You know. And certainly if it's a small thing, uh, we're probably better off being, you know, saying the truth. Want to end off with the last piece over here on the section of MS. It's, and just closing off here, the Mishnah says in, in Pirkei Avais, "Call a machal Hashem Shemayim b'Seiser." Anyone who desecrates Hashem's name privately, nifram imenam begali, they are punished in public. Hashem exposes the person's sins in public. Unfortunately, we've seen this: people that for many years were guilty of of of, of sin, and eventually they were exposed. The Chazal say a famous Gemara: "Kushta kai shikr laikai." Truth lasts, Shekir does not last. Truth lasts, as we know, the, the letters MS have a solid base. The letters of Shekir have come to one single point. MS lasts, Shekir does not last. When we do things in an honest way, when we live our lives in an honest way, we will be successful and good things will happen. When we live our lives with Shekir, in the end, it, be, it unravels. In the end, it's exposed. 
we find we mentioned we find the Chazal by Yehuda. Yehuda admitted that he did wrong, and he was rewarded with the greatest honor. He was created, created, rewarded with Malchus, with becoming the king of Klal Yisrael. If we are honest, first of all, honest with ourselves, like we've been learning the last few weeks, honest with others, Bez Hashem, we will have tremendous, tremendous success. Even though it looks like maybe our honesty is going to cost us a little bit, in the end, it'll bring us success. If we resort to shakir, barring extenuating circumstances, um, it does not lead us to good places. That's the way Hashem set up the world. We should be zaycha, to be people of MS, of honesty, to be real people, sincere people, and really work on our midos. Let us, Mirz Hashem, next week, I'm sorry, next week, Wednesday, we'll start the topic of kavod, and let us see if we can get to some questions. Okay, if you're going on a date and you don't want to tell everyone, can you lie and say that you were somewhere else? It's a very good, it's a very good question. Um, it's a very good question. It's better, it's better not to lie about that. Um, if, there, if you're in a situation where, um, you know, you have, to, you have to protect yourself, I'm not sure why. Um, so, you know, so maybe then you're allowed to lie. We did mention, we did mention an idea um, a, a while ago that if somebody asks you something, uh, if somebody asks you something that, that really is not their business, so you're leaving and they ask you, are you going on a date? Then maybe you're allowed to lie. This is my chiddush. Maybe, I'm, maybe I shouldn't make up my own chiddushim. But since a person had no right to ask you and put you in that situation, so maybe then you're allowed to lie. But you should try to avoid it, you know, where possible, you know, outright, outright lying. Um, maybe you could say you have, you have to go somewhere. It's private. Is it a date? It's private. Now, maybe the problem is, you know, when you say it's private, don't say no. Um, you know, you're giving it away. So maybe you could say no because the person had no right to ask you that question. That's my chiddush, uh, you know, but you could check with someone else. Um, Okay, it's a great question. Is it, a bad, is it bad to play a game that is lying as part of it? It's a very good question. In the Mesil Susharim is mashma that even lying as a joke is not the, is not the right way to go. It's, I'm, I'm not going to say it's forbidden, and I have not accepted being honest. I haven't accepted on myself, like, never to make a joke, you know, like, uh, sometimes you, you make a joke with your wife, you know, oh, I've, oh, what, you know, what shopping? What shopping was I supposed to do? So you joke for a second that you forgot about something. It's hard to take that away from, from us because, you know, sometimes, you know, just adds to our life a little, a little bit of, of humor. Um, there probably, probably, probably there is, there is a level of, of not making jokes, um, you know, that have, that are, that have lies, you know, lies. Um, I don't know what the game is. Um, so I don't know. Um, is it me, this chasidus? Probably. Is it forbidden to play a game that, especially if that's the game that people know you're lying? Uh, it's probably hard to say it's usher, but maybe it's not good for our character. You know, maybe you have these games where you have to see, right? It's probably a game that you have to say something and the person has to guess whether you're lying or not. Maybe that's not the best game to play because, you know, you, you probably get good 
you may get better, you may improve your ability to lie. We don't want to have a good ability, good ability we don't want to have a good ability uh, to lie. Uh, but I'm not going to say it's, it's usr. Um, is it like to say the mug broke instead of saying I broke the mug? Well, if your husband, you know, most people are not satisfied with the mug broke. Most people are going to ask, going to ask how did the mug break? Uh, if you can say the mug broke and your husband's like, okay, no problem, great. You married a good guy. Um, you know, usually, usually it doesn't work. If you could avoid it, I think that's okay. Um, but there is, there is what to be said. There is what to be said for just being honest. There is what to be said for the person just saying, I'm sorry, I broke the mug. There's what to be said for that. There's what to be said for apologizing, for taking responsibility for, for, for a mistake that we made. There's definitely what to be said. And I think that's probably the better approach. Again, assuming that, you know, your husband uh, can forgive you, you know. Um, what if you lie to save someone from pain? You know the truth will hurt them. I think to save somebody from pain would be included in Mutter Lashanais with Nea Shalom. If someone's going to be very hurt, you know, you know someone said something not nice about them and they ask you, did that person say this about me? Um, I think you'd be allowed to lie. First of all, you're saving from, you're not allowed to say Rechilas, you're not allowed to say Lashanara. To be allowed to lie to avoid saying lashon hara, and and stam to save somebody from pain, to save somebody from embarrassment, that would be an example of mutter lashanais bnei shalom. You have to just be careful when you have your own skin at stake. So when you don't have your own skin at stake, usually it's easier for us to tell, um, you know, whether we're lying, whether we're lying for a good reason. When we have our own skin at stake, we're trying to protect ourselves. That's when it gets a little bit more more dangerous and you find people get into a bad habit of lying and they get caught and, you know, and it's very hard to, to trust them. That's a great question. <laughs> what happens if you lie to save your skin to keep your parents from being upset about it? Let's say you scratch their car or lost something of theirs and you lied at the time. Maybe you shouldn't have. Right, I don't think you should. If you scratch your parents' car, I think you should own up to it. It's also a responsibility that you have. Um, but now, should you go back and tell them? Nah, it's <laughs> a good question. It's a good question. Um, at some point, you have to. At some point, I think you have to tell them because because um, you know it's their money. Certainly, if, certainly, certainly, if it's their money, they lost money or something. I think at some point you have to tell them. Maybe wait till the day of your chasna, you know. But no, you should, at some point you should tell them. I think um, that you know you did it, and you wanna you wanna tell them the truth. Um, let's see, one or two more. I feel like some parts of the school system encourage lying. I know the fear of punishment or look of disappointment from a teacher causes a child to prefer lying over admitting. Yeah, I, I agree a hundred percent. And this is something in parenting. You know, we, we advise parents, don't celebrate when your kid's honest. When your child tells you, you know, I broke this, you give them a big hug and say, okay, thank you for being honest. It's very, very important to celebrate your children's honesty and not put them in a position where lying, uh, you know, where, where they have every reason to lie. A parent once complained to me. They're like, my son doesn't tell me the truth. He goes out. I ask him where he's going. He tells me one thing. He tells the other, my child's a liar. I can never trust him. So I told them, I said, I don't think your child's a liar. I think you put him in an impossible position. The kid wants to go out at night. 
you're not going to get him, let him go wherever he wants to go. If he tells you where he's going, you're not going to let him go there. So he's not a liar. You pretty much put him into a position where he, he kind of has to lie for him to survive in his little, in his little world. So we have to try to encourage being honest. And as and Merit Hashem, as parents, you have to try to be able to work with your kids and not force them to lie. And if you force them to lie, don't blame them for being liars. They're not liars. Um, yeah, I think we've all been in positions where people have forced us into lying. Um, school, school is the same thing. If a child comes forward and says the truth, the teachers should, should try to celebrate it. Um, obviously, sometimes there needs to be a punishment, but there should be an understanding that since the child's coming forth, um, he's celebrated for being honest, and the punishment can be, uh, can be lessened when there's, when there's honesty. Um, okay, someone like, always likes to exaggerate and bluff. Is it possible to fix? You know, people have this habit. Um, you know, I know I get stories from my son, from my son's, my son comes home, this friend, this boy went to this place and went to that place. Uh, very interesting stories. Um, you know, at some point, we could get into a habit. Maybe it starts when we're young, a habit of exaggerating. Um, it's, time, it's time to work on that. We can, I think we could work on it by catching ourselves. And when we, we start lying without thinking, which happens to people that get into a bad habit, it's greatness where you correct yourself. You correct yourself and say, you know what? You, you say, oh, it was unbelievable. There were 500 people there. And correct yourself. Okay, you know, I'm exaggerating. There was more like 300 people there. C- correct yourself. It's going to be hard to get it right the first time. But if you start correcting yourself, eventually you'll get it right. You know, correct yourself. Try, try, to stick, try to stick to the truth. Try not to embellish stories. Try to say it as it is. Um, Yeah. What about not sharing information for the sake of avoiding eye and heart? It's a good question. Certainly, we don't have to. We're not supposed to show off. I, I just want to make one point. You know, with with eye and hara, that many times people cause the biggest eye and hara by withholding information. So uh, you're you're going out with a guy, and it's serious. By not telling a close friend of yours, you're hurting her a lot more then you know, eventually you get engaged. You're hurting her, a lot, hurting her a lot more than the fact you didn't include her in the process because you're trying to protect her or Ayin Hara. Don't, you, know, you know how Ayin Hara works? Ayin Hara works because people are jealous of you and you're causing them pain. So then Hashem looks and says, do you deserve this at the cost of somebody else? If you're doing your best not to hurt other people, then I don't think we have to make ourselves crazy with Ayin Hara. But I've seen so many times people trying to avoid Ayanhara cause the biggest Ayanhara. Uh, where, where are you going for vacation? Oh, I'm not really going anywhere. They don't want to say they're going to, to, I would say Florida, but maybe that's not good enough anymore. But they don't want to say they're going to Hawaii, they're going to California, they're going to Arizona. They don't want to say, oh, no, 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 nowhere, nowhere. And people are, people are so hurt. People are so hurt because they sense that they're just... They're just one of the greatest insults you can give to somebody else is, is like, I don't want to tell you because you're going to be jealous. You know, I don't want to tell you because you're going to be jealous. That's like the biggest insult you can give somebody. I'm, I'm not going to be jealous of you, okay? It's so insulting when people withhold things. Um, you know, again, don't show off. We don't have to go around announcing to everybody 
uh, where we're going. And we don't have to go around announcing to everybody everything. But withholding could actually cause more Einar than, than actually sharing information. You have to know who to share with, who are your friends, even if your friend will be a little bit jealous, but she's still, if she's your friend, she still wants to feel that you're, that you're including her. Um, she doesn't want to feel that you're excluding her because you're afraid of causing her to be jealous. I think that's um, more harmful than, than good. Um, uh, if there was a rule in seminary that no one followed, such as not leaving the lights in your room on and a girl did it, does girl have to tell the school about it? I don't know. I don't know. I think it would be super amazing if we've super amazing that if we feel that we did things in seminary that that maybe cost the school money. Now we broke some rules. I don't think we have to confess to the rules we broke that didn't hurt them. We snuck out when we weren't supposed to. But if we did things that may have hurt them money financially, I think it would be a, a beautiful thing. It would be a beautiful thing to uh to uh, to send them an email and saying you know I I I you know I I did this and I want to ask forgiveness get offered to pay chances are they will be be you it's a great it's a great thing when we go you know extend ourselves to be to be honest all right last question is it okay to be sarcastic every time I get that question I have this big eight star to say you know of course it's okay to be sarcastic there's nothing wrong with being sarcastic we should always be sarcastic it's just wonderful to be I'm sorry, but uh, in my opinion, and sarcasm is not a good thing. Sarcasm is not a good thing. Sarcasm often and, and hurts people, often insults people. Of course, there are times that we can be sarcastic, which is not relevant to people's feelings, but very often sarcastic uh, comments are, are biting and insulting. And I would tell you as a rule of thumb to avoid sarcastic humor. Try to find a different venue of humor uh, sarcastic humor is very often ends up ends up hurting people. So I try to avoid sarcasm as much as as much as possible. All right, I thank everybody for for joining. I'm starting to get to all the questions, although we got to a number. Um, thank you for joining, Marita Shem. We'll we'll see you on on Wednesday as a session.